This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. And on uh, the Mondays of Zman Elul, Chodesh Elul, and the week of Aser Jumei Tshuva, this is Ezra Bek. I'll be giving a series of shiurim, beginning about Hachot Shofar, Alachot that are connected to the uh, Yemim Noraim. We'll begin with uh, some issues involving Shofar. Today, I want to talk about the mitzvah of Tkiat Shofar. What is exactly the mitzvah? What has God commanded in the mitzvah of Tkiat Shofar? The Rambam in Hilchot Shofar, Perak Aleph, Halacha Aleph, defines the mitzvah as Mitzvat Asei Shel Torah, Lishmoa Teruat HaShofar Barosh Hashanah, Shenemar Yom Torah Yelachem. It is a mitzvah to say to hear the sounding of the shofar on Rosh Hashanah. And in the the uh, the before all the halachot, in, in throughout the Sefer Yad Chazaka, has a list, a short, very concise list of the mitzvot. This mitzvah also was defined there as Lishmoa Kol Shofar Be'echad B'Tishrei to hear the sound of the shofar on the first of the Tishrei. Is the Rambam being exact? Is he trying to say, as I think he's trying to say, that the 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 ma'aseha mitzvah, the thing that a Jew, every Jew, is commanded to do, is to hear shofar. Meaning, many of you probably barely guessed what the point that I'm, I'm, I'm aiming at is. The reason why we blow shofar is to hear. The Rambam seems to be saying there's no mitzvah to blow shofar, is a mitzvah to hear the sound of a shofar. You can't do that if somebody hasn't blown it. But the ma'aseha mitzvah, the act that God has commanded us to do, is to hear the shofar. The Rambam, two halachot later, uh, bases a very exact nafkamina, halachic consequence, on what I believe is the correct definition of this mitzvah. The Rambam states in halacha gimel of this parak. Shofar hagazul. If a person steals a shofar and blows it, shofar hagazul shetakabo yatsa. What's the background to this halacha? There's a famous halacha of mitzvah haba'aba avera. The Gemara in Sukkah, Perek Lulav Hagazul, says that if someone steals a lulav and uh, shakes it, he's notel lulav hagazur, he is not yotze. He does not fulfill his commandment, because it's a mitzvah haba'a ba'avera. Colloquially, or morally, we use that term to encompass a, a great many, many things. Anytime somebody thinks he's doing a good thing, he thinks he's being a tzaddik, but he does it on the basis of uh, of, of something which is which is wrong, a transgression, so it's not a good thing. It's called mitzvah baba veva. The phrase has a very exact halachic definition, and the classic case is stealing a lulav, which is mitzvah baba veva. That's what the Gemara says. The Mammon, of course, passes that in Hilchot lulav. Here the Mammon says, if you steal a shofar and you blow it, you are yotzei. Why? Why do you fulfill your obligation? Why is it not a mitzvah baba veva? The Rambam explains, She'ein ha-mitzvah why do you fulfill your commandment when you hear 
when you blow a stolen shofar, because the mitzvah is nothing else other than hearing the sound, even though you have not touched it, meaning you have not touched the shofar, or picked it up. You cannot steal sounds. What is the Ramam saying? If the mitzvah, like taking a lulav, shaking a lulav, the mitzvah would be to blow a shofar, so a stolen lulav is not valid. It's not a legitimate way to do a mitzvah. Nor would be a stolen shofar. But the Ramam says, there is no mitzvah to blow a shofar. You don't have to touch it or pick it up. What's he trying to say? You don't have to touch it or pick it up. You don't do any action. The maseh, a mitzvah, the action commanded by God, does not involve the object, the cheftza of the shofar. What is the cheftza? What is the object? What is the, the, the object? Yes, the noun. What noun defines the object with which we do the mitzvah? The answer is, just like you take a lulav, or you eat matzah, so you hear sounds. The sound is the chet mitzvah. Therefore the Ramam adds, ve'en bakol din gezel, the sound wasn't stolen. You can't steal a sound. If you would steal a sound, then you would not be yotze, because it would be mitzvah haba'ah ba'verah. In other words, the Ramam is saying, this is the chagav, parenthetically. The Ramam is saying, Mitzvah haba'ab avera doesn't mean you, you didn't have a and otherwise you couldn't do a mitzvah. No, there's a very technical definition. You cannot do a mitzvah with a stolen object. Where object means the technical chetzashel mitzvah. The chetzashel mitzvah of shofar is kol, sounds, not horns, not shofarot. Why is this true? This, I think, follows from the, the, the reading that I began with. The mitzvah is to hear a sound and not to blow a shofar. So the appears Laman really, you know, does mean exactly what he appears to say. Namely, that the mitzvah is a mitzvah of hearing and not a mitzvah of blowing. It's a mitzvah of hearing sounds and not blowing on the shofar. And in fact, we uh, really don't have to guess because there's another source in the Rambam, in one of the Chuvot Rambam, the, the Siman Yutet, in the response to the Rambam, he actually says it 100% explicitly. Uh, the Rambam there states, The mitzvah is not blowing, but hearing. And then he gives the following, makes the following point. Were the mitzvah, that every man is obligated to do, would be to blow the shofar, just as a man must sit in a sukkah and take a lulav, Hayara'ui would follow that, that those who hear the shofar but didn't themselves blow it would not be outside, because the mitzvah is to blow, not to hear. Ve'ilu, and on the other hand, if a person would stuff his ears, betachlit hastima, perfectly, because it can't be done, since we all know that you don't need it. You can't stuff your ears externally. You, you hear from inside your head. But if Ram says, were a person to stuff his ears so that he could hear nothing and blow, he would still be outside. Of course, it's not true. Uh, we know the first part is not true. Most Jews, it's just a fact, most Jews do not blow shofar unless they hear it. The Ram is claiming that if the mitzvah was to blow shofar, 
none of those Jews in Shul would be Yotze other than the Baal Tokea, he who was blowing himself. In fact, he compares blowing to making the Sukkah. The only reason why we blow Shofar is in order to hear. Just like the mitzvah is sitting in a sukkah and not making it. In other words, you can't sit in a sukkah if you didn't create one yet. You cannot hear a, the, the sound of a Shofar if you haven't made it yet. How do you make a, a, a sukkah? You build it. How do you make kol Shofar? You blow. Building a sukkah is not a mitzvah. It's a condition of mitzvah. It's a means to what will later on be the mitzvah. You build a sukkah ten days earlier and then you sit on it on sukkot. You blow the shofar and produce the sound whenever you can. It has to be at the same time because sounds don't don't hang around. If you would trap the sound on a tape recorder, well, post can say that's not, that's not the same thing. It's not the sound of the shofar. So you have to actually blow at the same time. But the blowing is just like building a sukkah, he says. It's only a means to an end. The actual mitzvah is is hearing. The Ramam Shita is quite is quite clear. Most Rishonim appear to agree with the Rambam, uh, and in fact, the bracha that we recite on the mitzvah of shofar is Asher Kedishanu b'Mitzvotav v'Tzivanu Lishmoa Kol Shofar. You have commanded us to hear the sound of the shofar. Exactly what the Bible says the mitzvah is. Based on the statement I just made, so some Achorinim thought we can prove at least one Mishon holds the opposite. Namely, Rabbeinu Tam, who in a totally different context, in, 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 in the Sugi, which talks about what brachot are made, what's the language of each and each bracha, Rabbeinu Tam held that the bracha on shofar is not lishmoa kol shofar, but litkoa ba shofar. The Chazen or the Balkovet, the Yibaltekeya says, Sheikh Rishanu Mitzvotav, and has commanded us to blow Shofar. So, it would appear that Rabbi Nathan, why, 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 why would we have that language? Why would we formulate the Bacha as to blow Shofar? Because that's what the Mitzvah really is. So, there was an assumption made that Rabbi disagrees with the Ramam and thinks the Mitzvah is to blow Shofar. If that were true, how would he answer the Rambam's question then how do all the people in Shul who are not blowing Shofar but only hearing Shofar how are they fulfilling their obligation so the obvious answer is to say Shomea Ke'oneh we have a principle that says that I can for instance say Berkat and you listen and you're Yotze because Shomea Ke'oneh he who hears is the equivalent of he who who utters, he who makes the sound. And this is true for, in principle, for all, or even for most, uh, verbal mitzvot. Halel, Bekat under certain conditions, Shmon etc. So, the obvious answer to the question the Bible asks, how is it that people who don't blow are yotz? They say, well, they're listening. They're, they're shomim. Not that the mitzvah is to lishmoa. The mitzvah is to actually make the sound. But shomea keone. The Ramam has implicitly rejected that answer because he says, no, if it was blowing, then nobody would be yotze other than the blower. And and the difference, the distinction is, I think, quite clear. As far as we know, 
the statement Shumayaka Oneh was made in verbal context. In other words, in context dealing with, with meaning, with words. Benching, halal, etc. Uh, what I just did in explaining Rabbeinu Tam's Shita was to expand it to non-verbal sounds. And it's not so clear. I think the Ramam apparently holds that you can't do that. Shomea Ka'oneh doesn't mean he who hears a sound has made the sound. But he who, who listens to words which have meaning, so a communication, by listening to those words, they become your words. But apparently the thinks it only applies, I'm making this up, I think the Ramam would say that it only applies to communication, to sounds that have meaning, in other words, words. So if I speak to you, or I speak in your presence, then the words can represent you as well. But just the sound of a shofar, uh, I think the Ramam says, says that it wouldn't work. But the Benetam could be cholek, he could disagree. And that's apparently what he holds. If the mitzvah is to blow shofar, then the listeners are blowing through the principle of Shomea Koneh. In point of fact, there is no guarantee that Benotam actually held what we just claimed he held. Namely, that the mitzvah is to blow and not to hear. Because, in fact, it is not, it's not 100% legitimate to derive a, a definition of a mitzvah from the language of the bracha. It would be nice if we could, but we can. it's clear that in not all cases did Chazal formulate a bracha in order to express a lamdish, in order to express a conceptual understanding of the mitzvah. I'll give one of the more extreme examples. When you put up a mezuzah, you make a bracha, mezuzah. Mitzvah is to it says, you've commanded us to affix, to affix a mezuzah. Is that in fact the mitzvah? Is every, is every Jew obligated to affix a mitzvah to his doorpost? I think common sense says, mitzvah is to have a And the very ones is out there, you would take them off and put them back on, which we don't do. And, and if you left the house empty, you, when you came back, you'd have to Put up a new mezuzah because the mitzvah is to put up mezuzah, but the mitzvah isn't to put up mezuzah. It's not what the pasuk says. The mitzvah is you should have. It's it's a passive mitzvah or a state mitzvah rather than an action mitzvah. You should have mezuzah. So why is the bracha not b'tzivanu sheyelan mezuzah? And why is the bracha b'tzivanu likbal mezuzah? Apparently, Chazal made brachot for actions, even where the action is merely a means. For the, for the mitzvah which will follow. When you put up a mezuzah, you are fulfilling a mitzvah from that second on. And every second on. You're making a mitzvah many, many times or through years and years and years of having a mezuzah. Not just that one time you put it up. So here too, it could be that according to the Benutam, they didn't want to write Lishmoa because Lishmoa is, relatively speaking, a passive. It's an action, but it's, it's an noun, it's a verb, but it's a passive kind of verb to, to hear. And they preferred, since you have to blow in order to hear, so the bracha was uh, relating to the um, to the action, the, the formal action that's being done, even though it's not the conceptual definition of the mitzvah. So, in in point of fact, it could be that nobody disagrees with the Rambam. It's far from being certain that Rabbeinu Tam has a different opinion. Most Yisharim are fairly explicit that the Rambam is correct that the mitzvah is to hear the blowing of the shofar. Except that 
there is at least one Rishon who has a different definition. One that after you read it or after I explain it, I think, I hope you have the same reaction that I have. It is so convincing that I suspect very strongly that he's right and everybody agrees with him. Maybe even the Rambam too. Because he doesn't disagree so explicitly with the Rambam as he redefines the terms used. The Rishon I'm talking about is Rabbeinu Yonatan Milunel, Provençal Iskala, um, who has apparently a different definition of the mitzvah of Shofar, and one that really makes it very different from almost any other mitzvah that we know of. And here is what he states in his commentary to Mesechet Rosh Hashanah. The, um, the Gemara says, if a person didn't blow, so someone else can blow for him. As I pointed out, as the Rama pointed out, this really depends on our question. If the mitzvah is to blow, then the Ramam questions whether someone else could blow for you. He says you, someone else couldn't blow for you because he has rejected Shomer Kone. The Rama says, in fact, that this Gemara proves that mitzvah is shmiyah. So if you didn't blow, someone else can blow for you. Now, the language isn't so good. You know, sounds like I blow for you. If the mitzvah is shmiyah, hearing, I'm not really blowing for you. You're, you're hearing for yourself. But still, okay, I'm thought, practically speaking, you can't hear unless somebody blows. Someone else blows for you, and the reason why you're Yotze is because he blew in your place. He blew for you, and you were Yotze because you heard. So, you know, the, the obvious way to hear Shofar is to blow for yourself. If someone else blows for you, it's also okay. In the Kondamam, there's really no Chiddush The mitzvah is to hear, and someone else blew for you. Now, Achronim asked on the Rambam the following question. The Mishnah on the Chav Zayin in Rosh Hashanah says that Cheresh Shoteh Vekatan Ein Motziim Et Harabim Yidei Chobatan A child, a Katan, or a Cheresh Shoteh cannot be the Baal Tekeo, cannot block other people. And the Mishnah even says why. It's a Dafchavtet. Excuse me, Dafchavtet and Menalaf. The Mishnah even says why. Because it's a general principle. Kol Misha Eino Chayav Eino Motzi Et Harabim Yidei Chobatan. He was not obligated, cannot be Motzi. Let's pay attention to that word. Cannot be Motzi other people. And a Katan is not Chayav. The question is, if the mitzvah were to kiyah, to blow, and the din is shomeyak oner, the listeners, the hearers, are yotze because of shomeyak oner, then you understand that the baltokeya has to be a mechuyav badavar, has to be obligated, has to be a gadol, has to be an adult. Because he is being motzi himself, and you are included in what he does, because of the principle of shomeyak oner. So there we know that you need that. Uh, shomeyak oner only applies to a baal, to a, a baal, a baal, a baal someone who is obligated. Because you're not doing anything. He's doing the mitzvah, but you are, he's being motzi you. That's what the word motzi means. He does it, and his action counts for you. So if he's not obligated, then his action counts for nothing. So it can't count for you either. But according to the Rambam, the blowing of the shofar is a technicality. It's a means to an end. It's like building the sukkah. Can a katan build a sukkah? 
Can a minor build a sukkah which then I will sit in? Of course. In fact, the Gemara says that a guy can build a sukkah. Because it's nothing. The mitzvah is done by hearing the lulav. Just like by sitting in the sukkah. So why can a, can a minor not blow shofar? The Chodim asked this question on the Rambam and they give an answer which they have to give. There's no choice. It's a big Kiddush that says that Kol Shofar is different than a Sukkah. Sukkah is a physical object. It exists. Kol Shofar is, in order to be Yotze, it's not enough to hear the sound of a Shofar. You have to hear Kol Shofar Shel Mitzvah. It's part of the definition of the object which you are listening to that it not merely be a sound but it has to be Kol Shofar Shel Mitzvah and therefore it has to be created by someone who is blowing L'Shem Mitzvah and out of an obligation to blow. There's no explicit reference to this svar anywhere in the Gemara. But you really have no choice. I mean, once you say that it's listening, hearing the shofar, you have to say that the difference between the shofar of a minor and the shofar of an adult is a difference in the sound. But it sounds the same. The answer is, well, there's a non-auditory quality here called kol shel mitzvah. It gets a little bit more complicated because the Gemara... It, 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 based on this Mishnah, which says, Kol she'enim uchayab davar, ino motzi, et ha-rabim yidei chovatan, the poskim conclude that you need kavanat shomea v'mashmea. The Bautakaya has to have the intent, kavana, to be motzi, and the heroes have to have kavana to be yotzi. Again, if it's shomea kona, that's a well-known principle in shomea kona, that the person who makes the bracha wants to be motzi, you make kiddush for other people, so you have to have kavanah to be motzim. If you don't have kavanah to be motzim, they are not yotzei. But here it's just listening to a sound. Why does he have to think about me? Why does Batak have to think about me when he blows for me? Rav Chaim said, the same terrace, no choice. You have to say that in order that this should be the sound of mitzvah, the sound of shofar shal mitzvah for me, so the person who creates it has to intend that it be kol shofar shali, kol shofar of my mitzvah. It's, it's, it's stretching it. It's a difficult stretch to insist upon this, but you have no choice. Okay, let's get back to the Gemara. The Gemara says that if you don't blow for yourself, someone else should blow for you. And this is how Rabbi Yonatan Milunel explains that Gemara. Deha. Why can someone else blow for him? Lochtiv utkatem kedichtiv belulav ulekachtem it doesn't say any place in the Torah and you shall blow the shofar as it says for instance and you shall take a lulav which means every person has to take his own lulav and what does it say? what does it say in the Torah about, about shofar? yom teruah yeh lachem or zichron teruah yeh lachem there is no mitzvah in the Torah to do anything to do something it says, and you shall have a yom tru'ah. Ela zichrom tru'ah v'yom tru'ah v'fichach kevan shashama ha-teki'ah mechavero yom tru'ah ika v'zichrom tru'ah ika. But Yonatan says the reason why you don't have to blow but you can listen is because it never says in the Torah to blow. It says, and you should have a yom tru'ah. And if he has heard the tru'ah, then he has a yom tru'ah. In other words, Bayonatan does not say you don't have to blow yourself because the mitzvah is to, is to hear. He says, no, the mitzvah is not to blow or to hear. There is no verb. He's, he's quite clearly saying if there be a verb in the Torah, 
the example he gives is utkatem, and you should blow. But he said the same thing for hearing. If it's in a Torah, you have to hear, then everyone has to hear. Then blow, you have to blow, then everyone has to blow. It doesn't say either of those things. It says, Yom Tru'ah Yiye Lachem. Bekevan Shashamat Kiyami Chavero, Yom Tru'ah Ika Bezichron Tru'ah Ika. I think what this, what this means, and it's a tremendous chidosh, is that Shofar is different than almost any other mitzvah we know about. It's an individual mitzvah. It applies to every single Jew individually. But the mitzvah consists of an experience. It doesn't say do X or Y. It says you have to make sure that this day, that you experience this day as a day of Shofar, as a Yom Teruah, or a Yom of Zichron Teruah. How do I make sure that my day be a day of Shofar? I have to have some sort of connection to a Shofar, that I have to experience the Shofar. And I think what Benyonatan is saying is, well, there are two ways to do that. He who blows the Shofar, so his day is a Yom Truah. But he who hears Shofar, it's also Yom Truah. It's also a day of Shofar, a day of sounding of the Shofar. Because we don't care what action you have done, the action the action is only the means. Not that the, not that the Shofar is a means for hearing. But any action is only a means for having a day of Truah. I don't know if there's any other mitzvah. There is no other mitzvah in the Torah where we're commanded to have a certain kind of a day. Maybe in Shabbat, in addition to other things in Shabbat. Perhaps. It's not so explicit. But by Rosh Hashanah, the mitzvah is to make, to, to grant this day a certain uh, character. The day of Aleph Tishrei should not be just a regular day, but it should be a day of Yom Truah. How do we do that? By making sure that Truah is part of our daily experience. How can a Truah, how can the call of the Shofar be part of our daily experience? It can be either in your mouth or in your ears. Those are the two ways to relate to a sound, either by making it or hearing it. And so what the Yonatan is saying is that both the blower and the hearer are both Yotzei. The blower because he blew and the hearer because he heard. Not because there are two different mitzvot in the Torah and you have a choice of either one of them. Because neither of them is really the mitzvah. Mitzvah is neither to blow nor to hear, but to experience. And blowing or hearing are two ways to have the experience. There might be a nafkamina to his shita, uh, which he himself happens to hold, although most Rishonim disagree. Um, the Mishnah that I quoted before says that Cheresh Shoteva Katan cannot blow shofar for other people. So a katan is a minor. He's not obligated. Shoteh is uh, someone who is uh, basically crazy. He is not obligated. A cheresh, there's a status in the Talmud of a cheresh, a person who can neither, a, a deaf mute, a person who can neither hear nor speak. And the Gemara relates such a person as being equivalent, practically speaking equivalent, to a shoteh. He lacks intelligence. There are chubas, we're not going to get into this. There, there are chubas, that's how it applies today where we have the means, educationally, even someone who was actually both deaf and mute, you can teach him to speak, you can teach him to understand. But you understand that in older times, it was practically speaking true. A person who can neither hear nor speak, has no means of communication, would, would in fact be, a, a practically speaking, an idiot. But that's only if he can neither hear nor speak. What about someone who can speak but not hear? 
he can speak. Obviously, he's intelligent. So halacha lemaisa, he's 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 a he's a totally regular person, and he's obligated all mitzvot shabbat tovah. So Beinotin says that's true for shofar as well. So a person a person who cannot hear but can speak. The Mishnah wasn't talking about him. When it said cheresh, it's cheresh dumi yudeshoteh. It's a cheresh on the same status as a shoteh. He has no intelligence. But a, 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 a person who can't hear, so he has a problem, but he's obligated like any other Jew. The problem is he can't hear the shofar. So it could be he's obligated in all mitzvot, but he still cannot be yotzei shofar if the mitzvah is to hear, because he won't hear. And someone who who cannot do a mitzvah is in any event patur. He's not obligated because the Torah doesn't obligate people to do things they cannot do. Ones, rachmana, patrei. Compulsion uh, 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 negates an obligation. If you have no arm, you don't have to put on tefillin. If you can't eat, then you don't have to eat matzah. If you can't hear, then you don't have to hear shofar. But Rabbi Yonatan apparently says that it's not true. He, he seems to say, the language is a little bit unclear, but he seems to say in a section, not the same section I read before, in a different section, that someone who cannot speak, someone who can't speak, but cannot hear, is obligated in all mitzvot, including shofar. And therefore he can be about to care for other people. Based on what he himself explains is the mitzvah, there really is no problem. He is obligated. He, in fact, is obligated to blow. He can't hear, but he can blow. Either way, if he blows the shofar and doesn't hear it, he is still He'll say, remember the Rambam I quoted from the Tshuva who said that if you stuff your ears completely and you blew, you should be Yotzeh. But of course that's not true. But according to Ben I think it is true. If you stuff your ears, he has in fact stuffed his ears better than you can ever stuff your own ears because he cannot hear at all. He's missing the nerve of hearing. But nonetheless, he can blow. And therefore, he is obligated. You can disagree with this halacha and say that uh, if you can't hear the Shofar, even if you did blow it, you're not Yotzeh. And still agree with his basic definition that the reason why we are obligated to hear the shofar is not in order to hear, but in order to have the experience of Yom Teruah, which seems to, in fact, be it's a, it's the correct. I don't want to give a I don't want to give a judgment call here, but but it's what the pasuk says. The pasuk he's right. The pasuk does not say blow shofar. It doesn't say listen to the shofar. It says on this day, the first day of the ninth month of the year, you shall have a day of blowing. And what does each and every Jew have to do then? He has to include himself in, in that mitzvah. If I can add, I think the idea which comes out of this is in fact that Rosh Hashanah is more an experience than an action. Torah is very, very action-oriented. So I'm not saying philosophy now. Every mitzvah, you can define halakhli with the mitzvahs and then say, ta'ameha mitzvah, philosophy. Philosophy that we should have this experience, that experience, etc. But that's, that's in addition to the halachic definition of the mitzvah. But here, we're saying that the halachic definition of the mitzvah shofar is not to blow it, but to to experience what the shofar stands for. That, that content is still left open. It's to carinate God. It's to place our tefillot before Him. It's malchiot, it's zichronot, it's shofot. There are a lot of themes that are in the Shofar. But the, what God commanded is not to do a technicality like eating matzah or taking lulav, etc., etc., etc. But He commanded it to make sure that our day is different, that our surroundings, that we immerse ourselves in time that is special, 
And the name for this special time is, the only name given to Rosh Hashanah in the Torah, what's the name of Rosh Hashanah in the Torah? The name is Yom Tru'ah, the day of, the day of sounding. And therefore the content, which in fact is not explicated in the Torah, the content of what it means Yom Tru'ah, which I leave to my philosophic counterparts in different series of Shurim and KMTT, is it, maybe it's all these things, Shuvah, Kingship of God, prayer, Geula. There are a lot of themes that come together in the nature of the Shofar. Those themes are what we are immersing ourselves in by making sure that we also hear the Shofar. We don't hear in order to hear. We hear in order to change the day that we will be experiencing. That's it for today. We'll be back next week with a, another topic in Hilchot Shofar. This has been Ezra Bek. Kol Tov, you've been listening to KMTT, Kimitzion, Teitzei Torah, Udevar Hashem Yerushalayim.